Hello and welcome to Good Night Fridays number 37. This is another Good Night Fridays where we will be reading two stories. Market Square by A.A. A. Milne. I had a penny, a bright new penny. I took my penny to the market square. I wanted a rabbit, a little brown rabbit, and I looked for a rabbit most everywhere. For I went to the stall where they sold sweet lavender, only a penny for a bunch of lavender. Have you got a rabbit because I don't want lavender? But they hadn't got a rabbit, not anywhere there. I had a penny, and I had another penny. I took my pennies to the market square. I did want a rabbit, a little baby rabbit, and I looked for rabbits most everywhere. And I went to the stall where they sold fresh mackerel. Now then, tuppence for a fresh-caught mackerel. Have you got a rabbit because I don't like mackerel? But they hadn't got a rabbit, not anywhere there. I found a sixpence, a little white sixpence. I took it in my hand to the market square. I was buying my rabbit. I do like rabbits, and I looked for my rabbit most everywhere. So I went to the stall where they sold fine saucepans. Walk up, walk up, sixpence for a saucepan. Could I have a rabbit because we've got two saucepans? But they hadn't got a rabbit, not anywhere there. I had nothing. No, I hadn't got nothing, so I didn't go down to the market square. But I walked on the common, the old gold common, and I saw little rabbits most everywhere. So I'm sorry for the people who sell fine saucepans. I'm sorry for the people who sell fresh, ma fresh mackerel. I'm sorry for the people who sell sweet lavender, because they haven't got a rabbit not anywhere there. The End I was so mad by Mercer Mayer. I wanted to keep some frogs in the bathtub, but Mom wouldn't let. But Mom wouldn't let me. I was so mad. I wanted to play with my little sister's dollhouse, but Dad wouldn't let me. I was so mad. I wanted to play hide and seek in the clean sheets, but Grandma said no, you can't. I was just so mad. I wanted to water the garden, but Grandpa said, no, you can't. So I decided to decorate the house, but Grandpa said, no, you can't do that either. Dad said, why don't you play in the sandbox? I didn't want to do that. Mom said, why don't you play on the slide? I didn't want to do that either. I was too mad. I wanted to practice my juggling show instead, but Mom said, no, you can't. I wanted to tickle the goldfish, but Mom said, leave the goldfish alone. You won't let me do anything I want to do, I said. I guess I'll run away. That's how mad I was. So I packed my wagon with my favorite toys, and I packed a bag of cookies to eat on the way. Then, then I walked out the front door, but my friends were going to the park to play ball. Can you come too, they asked. Can I go? And Mom said I could. I'll run away tomorrow if I'm still so mad. The end. And now a bonus. The Perfect Dinner Table by Edgar Guest and The Children's Hour by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Both poems. 
The perfect dinner table, a tablecloth that's slightly soiled where greasy little hands have toiled, the napkins kept in silver rings and only ordinary things from which to eat a simple fare, and just the wife and kitties there, and while I serve the clatter glad of little girl and little lad who have so very much to say about the happenings of the day. Four big round eyes that dance with glee, forever flashing joys at me. Two little tongues that race and run to tell of troubles and of fun. The mother with a patient smile who knows that she must wait a while before she'll get a chance to say what she's discovered through the day. She steps aside for girl and lad who have so much to tell their dad. Our manners may not be the best, perhaps our elbows often rest upon the table, and at times that very worst of dinner times, that very shameful act and rude, of speaking ere you've downed your food, too frequently I fear is done, so fast the little voices run. Yet why should table manners stay those tongues that have so much to say? At many a table I have been where wealth and luxury were seen, and I have dined in halls of pride where all the guests were dignified, but when it comes to pleasure rare, the perfect dinner tables where no stranger's face is ever known, the dinner hour we spend alone, when little girl and little lad run riot telling things to dad. The Children's Hour by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Every home should have at least one children's hour every evening. Between the dark and the daylight, when the night is beginning to lower, comes a pause in the day's occupations that is known as the children's hour. I hear in the chamber above me the patter of little feet, the sound of a door that is opened, and voices soft and sweet. From my study I see in the lamplight descending the broad hall stair, grave Alice and laughing Allegra and Edith with golden hair. A whisper and then a silence, yet I know by their merry eyes they are plotting and planning together to take me by surprise. A sudden rush from the stairway, a sudden raid from the hall. By three doors left unguarded they enter my castle wall. They climb up into my turret or the arms and back of my chair. If I try to escape they surround me, they seem to be everywhere. They almost devour me with kisses, their arms about me entwine, till I think of the Bishop of Bingen and his mouse tower on the Rhine. Do you think, O oh blue-eyed banditti, because you have scaled the wall, such an old mustache as I am is not a match for you all? I have you fast in my fortress and will not let you depart, but put you down into the dungeon and the round tower of my heart. And there will I keep you forever, yes, forever in a day, till the walls shall crumble to ruin and molder in dust away. The End